Ginger London, welcome uh, to the show. And tonight we are continuing on with emotional strengthening. And this is a four-part series. And tonight we're going to be talking about rewriting your script, your emotional script. We're going to talk about how you can change your mindset, change um, how you uh, re- talk about uh, your emotional pain, just how to altogether just uh, rewrite your story. So it's not always something negative. Your pain is not going to be in the forefront of what you're doing. And joining me on tonight is a dear friend, uh, Minister uh, Jeanette Wilson. We're going to let her greet you, and then we're going to start with uh, prayer, and we get right into tonight's topic. Thank you so much, Ms. Virginia Lyman. Thank you for having me on your show. It's great to be with you tonight. Amen, amen So let's open up with a word of prayer And then we'll get right uh, into tonight's show Again, this topic is rewriting your emotional script So if you've been playing the same old uh, tape in your minds over and over again And saying the same things over and over about the pain that you've been feeling um, About what's, uh, your your wounded area or your unmanaged emotions But tonight you're going to learn how to change what you're saying And how to actually center yourself and balance yourself and bring yourself to a place where you are whole and healthy in your emotions. Father, in the name of Jesus, on tonight, we come to you. We thank you, Lord God. We bless your name. We honor you on tonight. We know, Father God, that you are a God that never sleeps nor slumber. We yield ourselves to you to be instruments of righteousness. We ask, dear God, that you will... uh, uh, Increase as we decrease, Father God, was not what we want to say, but what you would have us to say on tonight. We pray for every listener, Father God, that they will be empowered for change, Lord God, and that they will be encouraged to change, and they will be strengthened to change, Father God. Because your desire is that we will have life more abundantly, and we thank you for that blessed opportunity. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and we say thank you, Lord God. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. And so on tonight, we are talking about uh, how to rewrite your script. And that's important because a lot of times we continue on saying the same things and uh, doing the same things um, in our lives, and uh, we never see any progress. We don't see any growth because we keep singing the same old tune. Would you agree, Minister Jeanette? I agree 100% that we have to change the way we think about ourselves. You know, when we talk about rewriting the script, you got to reverse to reverse your mindset. Stop saying, you know, stop saying about what we can't can't do, and start saying what I can do. Because through Christ, all things are possible. Amen. 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 And on last night, 
Um, just to catch you up, if you're listening, on last night, what we did was we gave you a definition of emotion, uh, and we want to just re- – we're going to recap just a little bit. We gave you some definition for emotion, and one was any strong feeling, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something bad. It can be something good. So love is a strong feeling, and that's a good emotion. Like is a strong uh, feeling, and that is a good emotion. Gratitude is a strong feeling. And that's a good emotion. But also, hurt and pain, anger, devastation, disappointment, those are feelings, and they can be strong. And they actually can get away of being healthy and successful. Oh. Also, we say uh, anything associated with food, temperament, personality, and disposition. And disposition. And so that also or it is a, a, a state of mental agitation or disturbance. And we say there are a lot of things that have happened to us in life where we actually that has actually caused us to be agitated by something. That's a strong feeling. Amen. And so those are those are some of the definitions uh that uh, we gave last night. So let's move right into uh tonight's teaching and the script that we uh want to use on tonight for uh we want to use the script Habakkuk two that talks about um, let's start with Psalm 51, and we'll do verses 10 and 12. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And verse 11 says, Do not cast away your presence me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And that's what a lot of people want to experience. They want the joy to come out to their lives. Because when you have been emotionally wounded, when you are not managing your emotions well, what happens is your joy is also gone. Um, uh, uh, so that we want to make sure that uh, we don't have uh, loss of joy. Amen? Amen. Somebody said that there's an there's echo. So we're going to see if we can clear up the echo uh, that's going on. But we're going to keep on going, and we can see, we're going to see if we can clear up the echo. The echo. Uh, we may have, have to uh, uh, get Minister Jeanette to call in, in on her phone and we can hang one up. That's what I'll do. I think we got a bad connection. That's okay. Yeah. I'll call you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to continue on and we'll connect her back in when she comes in. So pardon that. Thank you for those in the chat room that uh, brought that uh, to our attention. And so on tonight we're talking about how to rewrite your script and um, – we read those scriptures, and we're going to give you uh, a couple of more scriptures because we want you to know um, exactly what how to apply that to your life to your lives. Uh, the Message Bible, the one, uh, Psalm fifty one, the one we just read, ten through twelve, says, "God make me a fresh God make a fresh start in me, shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from a great exile." Put a fresh wind in my sails. And all of us who've ever experienced uh, wounded emotions uh, or frustrating times in our lives, and those who are experiencing it right now, that is that is probably your cry. You know, God, breathe a freshness in me. Because as I said yesterday, you can become emotionally drained um, from wounded emotions. They can really cause you to be emotionally drained. And so what you want is you want God to breathe a freshness in your spirit. And so tonight when we talk about rewriting your script, 
we want uh, to use the scripture, an Old Testament scripture from Habakkuk 2, 3 that says, Then the Lord said and answered me, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And so your vision tonight that you need to write down, and we're going to teach you how to journalize and rewrite your your script, is that you want emotional wholeness. You want to be emotionally healthy. Uh, uh, that's, That's the vision for you right now. And the person that's going to read it, it's going to be you. And the more you read what you write down and the more you read your goals, uh, over and over again, the goals for your desire to be emotionally strong, to be emotionally healthy, then guess what? Eventually it's going to show up in your life. That desire, that dream is not going to tarry. It's going to show up in your li- in your lives. And so that, uh, let me read it to you from another translation uh, so that you can know uh, – exactly what uh, the scriptures are saying. And so I'm going to read it to you from the message. I like it. It says, and then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. This, this vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It hardly can, it can hardly wait. And it doesn't lie. If it seems slow in coming, wait, it on, it's on its way. It will come right on time. And that's what I want to encourage you with. I love the way the the message Bible says it. It aches for the coming. You desire, you ache for change. Lord, I no longer want to hurt. I no longer want to feel this way. This is too much. It's overwhelming. It's overbearing. This burden is just too heavy. You ache for change. And the word of God says you can hardly wait for it to come. You know, you have a desire. That's why you're listening. You can hardly wait for change to come. And the word says that, guess when you write that vision down, when you write out what it is that you want to come, it's not, it doesn't lie. The vision is going to come to pass. You're going to get healed. You're going to become whole. You're going to be healthy in your emotion. It seems like it's slow in coming, but it says just wait. You know, if the Lord God, I've been feeling this pain for so long. It doesn't look like it's ever going to heal. It doesn't look like I'm ever going to feel better. Will I ever get over what he did to me, what she, what she did to me? Will I ever get over what my coworker did? Will I ever get over the humiliation that that person caused me? Or will I ever get over these negative thoughts that I have, this, these uh, negative emotions that keep servicing and telling me I'm no good, I'm nothing, you'll never be anything? Will I ever get over this? And the scripture says it's on its way. Your get over journey is on its way. Your victory is on its way. And it will come right on time. And that's why I told you on yesterday, don't give up at all. It's going to come right on time. And so uh, let me give you another uh, one more that you can write down. And uh, and it's uh, Psalm uh, 10, verse 17. It says, Lord, you have heard the desires of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear. And uh, the uh, New Living Translation says it like this. Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely you will listen to their cries and comfort them. And that's encouraging. You need to know that God hears you when you cry and say, God, I want to feel better. I want, I, don't want the, I want this pain to leave me. I no longer want to feel this way. You know, God hears you. Sometimes when we are telling people, um, uh, what we're going through in life and our situation, even sometimes we're talking to family members, we can look at their faces sometimes and say, you know, they're, they're, they're hearing me, they're listening, but they're not hearing me. You know, uh, they're letting me talk, but they're not really paying attention. 
to what I'm saying. Where your heart can be can uh, be at peace and, and rest assured that whenever um, God is, uh, whenever you pray, God actually hears you, and that's important because a lot of times we just we just think that God doesn't hear us when uh, we're praying for something. Because why? Because it takes a long time to come. And so we're saying, well, where is God in all of this? And if there's a God, why do, why do I feel this way? You know, and those kinds of things uh, is what we say. But know this, that God hears you. And that's really important for people who are emotionally wounded. They're trying to manage their emotions because sometimes your emotions will become overwhelming and, it, and they will overpower you. And then you will find yourself thinking that that uh, nobody nobody knows how you feel. Nobody has ever experienced that. You feel alone at times. Uh, you begin to take on that uh, victim uh, mentality, and so you start giving up. And we don't want you to do that. And so uh, let me read it to you from the Message Bible. It says, "The victim's faint pulse picks up. Sometimes we're just fading. We're just at that place. We're about to give up." You know, we just feel like I'm tired. I don't even know what else to do. I don't know how to. I don't know how to bring healing to myself. Nobody else seems to want to help me. Uh, this has been going on for a long time. But when you begin to believe God for your journey of healing, when you be- begin to believe that God can bring healing to your life, the word says that the victim's faint pulse begins to pick up. When you know that God is on your side, you begin to re- become re-energized. You begin to feel your spirit man lifting, and you say, you know, there is hope. And then it says, the hearts of the hopeless uh, pump red blood as you put your ear to hear their lips. When you know that God is concerned about you, concerned about your emotions, guess what? Your heart begins to pump blood through your body, and you become energized, and you become encouraged, and uh, you be, and you have an expectation that says, you know what? I can be victorious in this uh, situation. This can really happen for me and that's what you want to believe and that's what you want um uh to keep your hope and know that it is possible uh for that to actually happen for you and so we're going to move into talking about you know how you actually uh begin this particular uh journey and so if you're taking notes uh want you to uh get your uh paper and pen out um and get ready for uh, the information that you are about to receive, and we're going to see why you do that. We're going to see if we can uh, get our special guest uh, back um, on the call. Minister Jeanette, if you're on the call, and for me, in order for me to bring you on, you have to press the number one. But we'll continue on until uh, she's able to log back in. We will uh, continue uh, on. And so let's look at... Um, some the sources of our emotions, and we talked about it last night. And the bottom line is, we came to understand that our emotions come from God. God, we are created in God's image. You know, we are created in His likeness, and He created us um, with everything that He has. We have a mind to think. We uh, we have uh, our emotions for feelings, and we said that our emotions connect us in relationships with other people. That's how we relate to people is through our emotions, uh, positive and negative. You know, when you find yourself uh, unfortunately saying things like, I don't like him, I don't like her, that's an emotion that you are expression, expressing about a particular person. And that is something that either connects you or disconnects you in relationships. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a personal uh, romantic relationship. It's any kind of a relationship. It could be coworker relationship, family relationship, friendship. It's your emotions that connect you to those relationships. And so our emotions come from God, and we were created with emotions, and that's a good thing. 
unfortunately, sometimes things happen in our lives that cause our emotions to take another um, turn, a negative turn, and we have to take the skills that God has taught us in the Word, and we have to begin to manage our emotions so they won't manage us. Because when our emotions uh, become out of control, then our lives become out of control. So uh, I'm going to give you, let's start with five steps to a, uh, uh, for uh, a new approach to life. Because if you're going to rewrite your uh, emotional script, then your attitude about life has to change. Sometimes uh, some people, there's so much has happened to them that it's overwhelming that they become, uh, they get to a place where um, they're giving, they have given up or uh, they, they have a desire or a, a feeling of giving up. And so uh, everything, when you if you're running across somebody, they, they're negative all the time. I don't care. They could be at a, uh, a nice gathering. They could have something good happening, but they find a negative twist in everything. Have you ever seen someone who's always angry, just mean-spirited? all the time, and they're wondering why good things never happen to them, why they never make good connections um, uh, in their relationships. It's because it's because they're negative all the time. It's because they don't have a positive outlook on life. So if you're going to rewrite your script, the first thing you need to do is you're going to have to change your attitude um, about life because if you don't, what happens is uh, you become paralyzed by your, your emotions. And uh, you find that you lose strength in your in yourself, and that you begin to distance um, uh, yourself from people and from your destiny. Whatever your God's purpose is for your life, when you allow your emotions to be unmanaged, then you become distanced uh, from your destiny in life, and you wonder why things are not working out. It's because you're not on the right track, because your emotions have taken you off course, and it's impossible for you to. Uh, Fulfill your destiny until you manage your emotions. So the first thing you want to do in managing uh, your emotions is remember that you uh, or uh, the first thing you want to do is expect it. You know, you have to expect it. That's the first thing that you want to do in managing your emotions. You have to expect uh, that change. You want to, to expect better to come. Okay, and so that's what you that's the first thing that you want to do. Managing your emotions means that you need to get prepared, and that's what expected uh expected means. It means becoming prepared for it. Uh you're taking that situation or you're looking at your life situation and you say, "You know what? In order for me to manage my emotions, then I have to begin to take care of myself." Because uh if you are in a situation where uh, your emotions have over, were, uh, you were overwhelmed by negative emotions, or um, it wasn't. Uh, uh, it's not a, a pleasant thing that you've experienced. If you got a lot of wounded areas, a lot of pain there, sometimes you allow yourself to go. You, you know, you don't take care of yourself. You just let yourself go. You know, you may not comb your hair. You may not dress the way you should dress. You may not uh, uh, take care, uh, do daily uh, good hygiene practices. You know, it depends on just how uh, embedded that pain is. It begins to show up in your physical appearance. So if you want to rewrite your script, you have to say, you know, I have to take another look at life. And what I have to do is I have to expect something good to happen. And so when I have that expectation, what I do is I begin to take care of myself. And, you know, um, it means I have to begin to love myself more than the pain that I'm feeling. All right. I have to love myself more than the pain that I'm feeling. And so and a lot of times that's hard because the pain robs you of self-confidence. It robs you of your self-worth. It robs you of your self-esteem. And it becomes hard to um, actually uh, move out in that particular um, 
uh, step, but you can do it. You know, uh, you can do it. And remember, you know, um, there's a scripture that says, he that began a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Christ. And that, when you can remember that God has done a good work in you, it doesn't matter uh, who's insulted you, who's, you know, the the insults they hurl at you. It doesn't matter uh, how many times you get disappointed by somebody. It doesn't matter how many times somebody walks out of a relationship that you may be in. If you can remember that there is a good work that God has placed on the inside of you, and if you can be confident that that uh, you mistreating me doesn't define me, then you can actually begin this journey of healing. When you can think to yourself and you can say to yourself, you know, the pain that you inflicted on me is not who I am. It's something that you've done to me, but it doesn't shape me. It doesn't. That pain doesn't did not create me. I'm created by God. And I know that's difficult sometimes, but if you can get to the place and make a decision, I want to think better about myself. I want to see it. I want to have a different mindset about this pain that I'm feeling. And you can begin to expect some great things to happen in your life. Um, one of the things that you can do is um, when you get ready to take this journey is uh, when you're uh, taking care of yourself is make sure you get your body some rest. Get a good night's sleep every night if possible. Get a good night's sleep because that good that night's sleep is going to help you to be mentally prepared the next day. Okay, and when you go to bed at night, take no thought for the next day. In other words, when I say take no thought, I don't mean don't plan for the next day and don't have your to-do list or your normal uh, daily practice. What I mean is don't go to bed worrying about the next day and how you're going to feel about uh, how, you know, will this pain still be here when I get up? Don't become so consumed that when you lay your head down at night that you're so worried about the uh, the uh your emotions and the pain that you've been feeling that when you wake up the next day, that's the first thing that you think of. No, you want to wake up with a, a, a refreshing, with a newness on lo- of life, about life. You want to wor- uh, wake up with your uh, your body well rested. You want to be uh, revitalized when you wake up. You want your mind ready for action. You know, God, I confess that this is going to be a good day. Even though I have, I, uh, I know that that pain is there, that I don't have to be controlled by that pain, that you have something great in store for me today, you have to begin to change your words and change your thoughts about life. And when you can do that, then and that's when you can see um, something happen. So don't worry about it. Don't take, it, take any thought about tomorrow. And then what you also want to do when you're expecting change is you want to become friendly. Like I said, pain can cause you to become a mean person. It can cause you to become um, sarcastic. You can be a, a, a person who agitates others because you want to see somebody else hurt the way that you that you, because you're hurting. So you will do things on purpose because you want to see somebody else experiencing the same pain that you're experiencing. But the but if in order for you to come out, you have to surround yourself with people who want to see you come out, who want to see you become healed and whole and healthy in your life. So you have to become friendly. You know, you have to put a, um, let your friendliness override the pain that you're feeling. The Word of God says that if a man desires friends, he must first show himself friendly. So you have to surround yourself with people who want to see you succeed, who want to see you victorious. They want to see you healthy in your emotions. Um, they uh want to see you uh, become victorious over this thing that has uh, been controlling you. So surround yourself with people who can do that. There's also um, 
uh, a scripture that talks about that David had to encourage himself in the Lord. And sometimes you have to give yourself a pat on the back. If you made it through that day without griping and complaining about what happened to you, before you go to bed or when you realize that you've made it through that day without complaining about that, give yourself a pat on the back. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. You have to say, you know, I'm excited about life, and I'm glad because yesterday I couldn't say it. Today I have enough confidence. I have enough courage to say that I'm excited about life, that I'm expecting great things to happen um, in my life. Give yourself a pat on the back. That's not arrogance. You're not being conceited. You're just being confident, and you're just being encouraging to yourself because there will be times in your life when family members, coworkers, best friends, uh, personal friends uh will not be there to pat you on the back or you'll call them and they'll be too busy to take your call, you know, or you'll say something to them and tell them how your day went or the the mindset change that you had and they won't get it. And so sometimes we can easily become discouraged when people don't pat us on the back, when they don't say, oh, well, good for you. I'm glad. I'm excited for you. When they don't uh, respond in that way, we can sometimes become discouraged again. So before you get to that place, encourage yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Okay, let's move on. Number two, embrace it. Okay, so uh, embrace, you will need a new attitude towards life, a determined a determined stance to ride the waves of life and succeed through the storm. So whenever your um, emotions have been overwhelming to you, then sometimes when uh, that pain is really bad, it really does feel like a storm been beating against your life. You know, it really feels like you can feel the rain from it. You can feel the hail from it. You can feel the wind blowing on it. And every time something touches that sore area, it becomes just that more painful. You know, you can you can hear uh, the uh, the storms, the wind of it, you know, the reminders of it. You can hear the person's voice again, whoever did it, saying it or doing it. You can, uh, you can imagine it in your mind. You can see it playing over and over and over again. That wounded area or those um, disappointing things, areas in, in your emotions become just a bad storm that keeps surfacing over and over and over again. The rain might stop, but the bad wind doesn't stop. Or the bad wind uh, stops, but then you start feeling the rain of it. It starts beating against your emotion. For some reason, you're thinking, why doesn't this pain ever go away? Why doesn't this storm of life ever stop? When am I going to just get some relief? From all of this that's been beating up on me, beating up in my emotions, will I ever feel joy again? Will I ever see sunshine again? Will the rainbow ever come over my life where I can say God is in control? Will that ever happen for me? And the answer is yes, it will happen for you. Well, and one way to do that is you're going to have to embrace a new attitude in life. And again, then you're going to have to pray for some strength to face it with courage. And then you're going to have to pray that God will send people into your life, other than the friends I just told you about, send people into your life who can help you through your journey, who have been called to do that, who are trained to do it. So when you become overwhelmed, you can pick the phone up and say, I need some help. Don't be too embarrassed and say, I need help in the area of emotions. I need help in the area of stress. This thing is overtaking me. I need somebody to help me, to help me tell me what it is I need to do to get it, to make this pain stop. And a lot of times what we do is we tell people just pray. And prayer is good, 
But we also need, you know, faith without works is dead. We need to give people some steps on how to walk out of these wounded areas and these unmanaged areas in their lives. The Word of God says in Proverbs eleven fourteen, in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. And what that means in a multitude of wisdom, in a multitude of good advice, in a multitude of people who are trained to help you, there is safety. There's a safety net that covers you and protects you and keeps you from um, going the wrong way, keeps you from saying the wrong things, thinking the wrong thoughts, feeling the wrong emotions. In a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Surround yourself with people who are gifted in the area of helping others who don't who won't mind helping you. And if you can't find them and you need to actually go to a counselor and pay for some professional services, do what you need to do to to better yourself, to build your inner man, to strengthen your inner man. Uh counseling belongs to the body of Christ. So if you need to seek out professional help to help you through this journey, then don't be too embarrassed to do it. It takes courage to ask for help in an emotional air in an emotional place. So you have to make sure that um you uh find the help that you need or surround yourself with people that uh can help you uh can help you succeed in that. And so that was number two was embrace it. Embrace that change and then don't be afraid of a change. Number three is evaluate it. You know, the scripture tells us let a man examine himself. You have to take a look at your life. You have to take a look of that look at that area that is wounded or that area that is unmanaged, and you have to say what pressures occupy my thoughts, what's consuming my energy, what is it that's overtaking me right now that keeps me from functioning in full capacity, that keeps me from functioning at my very best, that keeps me from being able to produce on my job, produce in my business, that keeps me from being able to establish healthy and wholesome friendship with others, that keeps me from having a a love relationship with my family members. What is it that is preoccupying me and causing me to not function? Excuse me, the way that God desires for me to function. So you have to evaluate it and you have to be honest and real with yourself. You have you can't um what's the word what we talked about last night, you can't go in denial about it. You have to be honestly say, you know, I may not um want uh this to be happening in my life, but this is happening in my life. And so you have to honestly take a look at it and say, This is what I need to change. And sometimes it's hard for people to say, just like for someone um, who's addicted to something, to some type of have some type of addiction, like an illegal substance or even gambling or whatever. It's hard for them to actually to honestly say that they are addicted. They, you know, they for some reason they can't seem to bring themselves to uh, say that they are addicted. So it's hard to say sometimes I'm emotionally wounded because we don't want people to know uh, where our pain comes from. We don't want people to know that we actually have pain. And so we struggle with that. And so you have to evaluate it and be and don't be afraid to say, to even if it's just to yourself, don't be afraid to say, you know what, I'm jealous right now. I have a spirit, you know, my emotions are, are full of jealousy right now because it looks like everybody's making it. I'm not making it. Everybody's succeeding. I'm not succeeding. Whatever it is, you have to be able to um, uh, honestly say exactly what it is. Okay, and then you want to be able to, number four, you want to be engaged in it. You want to take some action. You know, God, I, I've identified what it is. It, um, excuse me, at times it may be embarrassing 
to say it, but the bottom line is I have to get it out. You know, the Bible says, um, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you if you want your heart to be right, you're going to have to start speaking out those negative things. Get that stuff out of your heart so that your words can change uh, that's coming out of your mouth. No pain. Okay, so engage in it. Take some action. You know, you can make it happen right now. If you procrastinate in bringing um, healing uh, to your emotional area, what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself uh, in more pain because uh, procrastination all it does is rob you of uh, your healing. It robs you of time in your life. It robs you of relationships that you could have established. Procrastination steals from you. And so when you when you think about the, as we said um, uh, last night, the heart is the is the core of who you are. It is the blood pumping vessel. It moves all the blood through your entire being. But at the same time. Um, symbolically, it's where your emotions are stored. You know, it's, it's everything that you feel about life is stored up in your heart. You know, you find yourself saying, you know, I love you with all of my heart, you know. Or um, we tell people, you know, sometimes when we, um, you may have heard the old saying, you know, charge it to my head and not my heart. You know, in other words, don't think I did it on, I still love you. You know, I just forgot to do something for you. You know, those kind of things. The heart is crucial. And so you want your heart functioning um, healthy. You want it whole. You want it wholesome. You want it full of the joy of the Lord. You want great and positive things coming out of your emotion. And so you have to um, embrace change. Change can be um, a struggle at times. You can, you know, it's almost like uh, the caterpillar uh, uh, changes into a beautiful butterfly, but he got He has to struggle out of that cocoon and actually to become that beautiful butterfly. So sometimes when you're going through your healing or on your healing journey, the struggle is going to get a little tight, you know, and you're going to feel a little pain. You know, and sometimes it's, uh, you're going to uh, feel a little uh, prick here and there. But if you continue to press on, you will come, become out and you will change into that beautiful butterfly. There will be a new beginning in, your, in the area of your emotions. And you will be so excited because everything will change because your emotions are the core of who you are. You know, when you, when you uh, met someone who was once mean-spirited, always fussing, complaining all the time. When God, when the Holy Spirit has done a great work in that person's life and they become nice and they smile and they're joyful and everything is positive, you know, not only do you see a change over their continents, you actually respond differently to them. You get excited that God has done a great work in them. And that's what you want. You want to be able to see yourself as you're going through this healing journey and when you complete your journey, you want to be able to look at that man or that woman in the mirror and say, I remember you. You're the person that got lost in the pain. You're the joy that got lost in that sorrow I was feeling. You're the happiness that got lost in that state of depression. You are the excitement that got lost in that discouragement and that disappointment. You want to be able to look into that mirror and say, I remember you and I'm glad you're back. Because there is because the pain that you're feeling, as I said earlier, is not who you are. It doesn't define you. You know, it, it, it causes you to feel a certain way, but it's not who you are. And the reason why you want to be able to look in that mirror and be excited about your change is because, number five, you want to emerge from it. You want to wake up and say, I am no longer that person, the victim. I'm no longer a victim. I'm no longer that person that was wounded by what so-and-so did to me. I'm no longer that person that was bruised by the words, that, the insulting words that somebody said to me. 
I'm no longer the person that um, that uh, was discouraged because I kept trying this and trying that and nothing worked for me. I'm no longer that person. I've emerged confident in the that God has done a good thing in me and that whatever I set my mind to, whatever I set my hands to, I know I can be successful. And I know that I can relate to people with healthy and wholesome emotions. So that's where you want to emerge from that and you want to come out being the person that God has called you to be. And the only way you can do that is you're going to have to stop the negative thoughts that the pain and the, the stress and the wounded areas cause cause you to have in your life. And you're going to have to cast down those imaginations and you're going to have to start thinking on those things that God desires for you to think on. And you're going to have to begin to cancel those negative words, those thoughts that come to your mind and says. And when they come to your mind with, oh, I'm just real hurt, I'm so tired, you know, I, they just really hurt me. And I don't know why they could have done something like that to me and how he could have walked out. I was so uh, faithful to this relationship, but he still walked out. I don't know why he did that or I don't know why she did that. What is it about me? Why did they leave? Those kinds of things. When you hear that old memory tape trying to replay itself into your mind, you have to begin to speak to that thought and say, I cancel that thought in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mind. I am not the victim. That person walked away and missed out on a blessing. You have to begin to speak to those negative thoughts so that your mind can become renewed, transformed, and renewed by uh, positive thinking. Because if you allow that negative thought to take over again, you're going to find yourself in a bad um place once again and the journey is going to start going backwards for you instead of going forward for you and you don't want to do that you want to always go forward in life and so you want to cancel those uh negative uh thoughts and you want to have some uh what i call intentions you have to be intentional with your journey of uh, healing you have to be intentional and intentional means that you you're doing this because you have a desired outcome that you want to see happen and your desired outcome is i want to be whole i want to be um healthy i want to be wholesome i no longer want to feel uh, uh let me say we're going to possibly always feel some pain throughout the course of our lives but lives but we don't want to walk around always in pain always uh lonely always feeling neglect uh uh disappointed we want we don't want that you know we want to be able to feel that and know how to process it and keep our emotions well balanced and keep our emotions um, well controlled the word tells us that we ought to be self-controlled so we know things are going to happen is when we allow our emotions to become unmanageable that's when we start seeing our lives spinning this uh chaotic spiral downward down downward spiraling that happens and we find ourselves in in some unfortunate situations so here are some things that you can say uh some confirmations or affirmations or confessions that you can make over your life say about your life that will help you to process your uh uh your daily journey through this healing process and you can say things like i intend to have a great day or i intend to have a blessed day that's, you know, things like that. You know, I intend uh, to have a prosperous day. Today I am one step closer to fulfilling my purpose. Or uh, you can say things like I intend to speak words that inspire me, words that inspire others. I intend to pray for, ask, and believe for what I want. And that is I want healing in my emotional area. I want uh, to be blessed. I intend uh, to maintain a life of balance and whole and wholeness. And then one that I really like, I intend to let God be God. Because when God is in control, we don't have to figure out 
exactly how things are going to work out or how they're going to happen. We just have to participate in the journey. And so you make sure that you um, watch the words that you're speaking over your life. So when you talk about rewriting, uh, when we talk about rewriting your emotional script, the words that you use are going to be powerful in the story that you write. And the story that you write is really your story. And what you're doing is you're writing your story, and when you write that story, when you write out that script, that's, uh, uh, when you get a, what you need to do is get a journal and begin to say my emotional script, you know, re- the, uh, my rewritten emotional script or whatever you want to call it. And you get a journal and you write every day. But you write that journal as if you're talking to someone who's going to read what you're writing. They're reading about your life. And so you write it the way that you want to see it played out, the way that you want to see it happen, and the way that you want other people to see you. You don't want people to walk, to see you and say, oh, here comes pain. You know, here comes disappointment. Here comes that mean person. Here comes that negative person. She's negative all the time. He's negative all the time. So, you know, prepare yourself because the minute you say something positive, they're going to come back with something negative. So you don't want that. You want them to see you coming from a distance and say, here comes so-and-so. She is so bright. She's always so nice, energetic. That's where you want people to identify. So when you, t- when you rewrite your script, be careful with the words that you use. Um, Mark eleven twenty three says this, For verily I say unto you, that whatever, whatsoever you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So what you say out of your mouth is important. The words that you use. And what you want to do is you want to use words that speak to the mountain of unmanaged emotions, speak to the mountain of hurt, pain, disappointment, and then you want to be able to start creating an atmosphere of change with your words. And you want to say, my life is no one, it's no longer a life of pain. My life is a, uh, is a life of joy, peace, and happiness. That's what, so you be careful with the words that you use when you are write, rewriting your script, uh, when you're talking about your life to other people, when you are uh, talking to people about, even when you're describing what happened to you. Tell the truth, but then you need to come behind that with the confidence that God is going to place on the inside that you believe for change in your life. Amen? So you want to make sure that you are careful with the words that you use in rewriting your script. So let's talk about how you rewrite your script. How do you rewrite your story? And these are practical steps that you can use. So now that you know the most important thing is be careful with the words that you use in rewriting your story or uh, your script. So here are some um Things um, I'm gonna give you four things on rewriting your uh, your script. Number one, write about the event or circumstance as if you were telling the story to someone else, and you want them to understand your point of view. How many times have you tried to tell somebody about where your pain is coming from, and they just didn't seem to get it? They didn't just they didn't seem to understand your point of view about where the pain was coming from or how you felt about what somebody did to you. They let you talk for a minute, and then they said, well, okay, but you got to get over that. Oh, well, okay, well, just pray that God will heal that. Or they said, well, okay, you know, well, you know, um, things are going to happen. You you know, you that just, you can't, you just got to, you just got to move on. Just let it go. Move on. Don't focus on it. Don't spend too much time thinking about it. But they really didn't understand your point of view about what happened to you. They didn't understand the, the, um, the emotional, uh, 
hurt or pain that came from what the person said, what the person did, or they didn't understand the uh, the disappointment that came because maybe you tried to open up a business and it didn't work, or maybe you tried uh, to get a promotion, or you tried to get a particular job, it didn't work, you know, uh, no, we're not hiring right now. Whatever the case may be, you know, they didn't understand your point of view. All they know is you should just get over it. So when you rewrite your script and rewrite your story, write it as from the perspective that I want you to understand my point of view of this. I want you to understand how this has affected me. And I want you to understand uh, how, I, how I'm going to come out of this. Because uh, a lot of times we miss out on helping our family and friends because we don't sit, we don't listen carefully to hear that, you know, if you would just hear my point of view, I probably wouldn't waddle in this so long. If I could just find somebody who would just listen to why I feel the way I do about why about what happened to me, maybe I wouldn't stay in this this uh this uh puddle of mess, uh messy emotions so long if somebody would understand my point of view. You know, I you have to you have to you know, if somebody walks out on you in a relationship you've been in for two or three years or if you've been married for fifteen, twenty years and all of a sudden they decide, Well, no, I don't want um, I want out and, you know, people tell you, oh, well, just let them go and, you know, move on. God has something better. You know, they say all kind of cliche things, and but nobody listens to how you really feel about how your point of view. How did that affect you? A lot of people don't listen to that because sometimes that talk is a little longer than they want to uh to want to engage in. And that's why I said earlier you got to find somebody or people that surround your life who don't mind listening to what you're going through and who don't mind helping you in that process. Then number two, write the event again and again until something clears for you. You know, in other words, write it over and over until you get some clarity out of what happened. You know, now you're not rehashing it so you can be sad. You're trying to get, you're trying to glean any possible lessons out of what went on, because sometimes when we go through emotional pains, learning a lesson is far from what we're thinking about. All we're thinking about is I'm hurt right now. Uh, teach me a lesson later. I'm hurt right now. So now that later has shown up and you want to rewrite your, your story and you want to see things differently, then sometimes you may have to write that over and say, "Let me, Lord, help me to glean from this a lesson. If there is a, is a lesson in this, for me, something, a nugget or something that I need to pull out of this, then pull it out. For example, you're in a relationship with somebody, uh, uh, if you were dating somebody uh, for two years and they just walked away, and you realize from writing that, you know, that's been a pattern. Every time I date somebody, it lasts for about a year and a half to two years, and then the person leaves. Then you might want to say, then your prayer may be, it needs to be, God, sh- glean from, show me how to glean from this cycle what I need to glean. What is it that's causing these two-year patterns in my life, and then I'm disappointed? You know, is it something internal that I need to strengthen? Or, am, you know, is it something mentally? Am I making bad choices uh, in, in relationships? And how do I begin to make good choices in relationships? Ask God to show you if there's something in them. God, bring it clear to me. Make it so clear that I can't miss it, okay? Then number three, write the story until you feel an emotional shift. Until you be, uh, Write it until you feel the pain leaving. Write it until you feel your spirit man beginning to lift and sit up straight and you feel your confidence building. You feel your, your victor, uh, your more than a conqueror stand coming on. You can actually feel yourself going from a slump down position every time you think about it, your head is hanging and, oh, my God. I thought I had forgotten about that or, 
oh, I'm about to think about this again. And all of a sudden, your head is hanging. You slump down. You don't, you know, you 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 don't know what to do. Well, keep writing that change and that until you actually feel your spirit man lifting, until you can feel yourself in that confident mode where your head is lifted, you're no longer hanging your head down, and your chest is raised a little bit, not puffed up, just raised a little bit. But until you feel, and then what that says is you feel a change coming, okay? Then number four, when you feel the shift, stop and write about your new feelings. See, when you feel that confidence building in your spirit and in your emotions, then you say, God, I, I'm, I'm, I can feel I can feel my healing right now. I can feel the change coming. Then stop right there and now start writing about the newness that you feel in your life. God, I feel so excited. I feel like I feel uh, a great expectation. I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like there's something new that's about to happen in my life. I'm excited about it. You know, I feel like I can love again. I'm I'm joyful. You know, I'm excited about this. You know, I'm no longer uh, disappointed. I feel like if I could just find the right niche, if I could find the right thing, that if I if I do it, that I'm going to be successful. When you feel that shift happening in your spirit, then start writing about that newness of life or that new feeling, I should say, that you're feeling. And watch how when you begin to write that new feeling, your mindset begins to change because uh, the Word of God says, as I read to you, write the vision down, make it plain upon tablets so those that read it can run with it. And as you're writing it and as you are putting it in your journal, guess who's reading it? You are. So when you start reading about your own shift in your emotions, you get excited and you begin to run in a new direction in your life. And that's a direction of wholeness, a direction of healing, a direction of prosperity, a direction of expectation. So when you're journaling and writing, don't just um, journal and never come back to it. Go back and read it again. Because when you can over and over again uh, uh identify it and get it into your spirit, then you become excited about your life. And so that's what you're doing. It's like you are rewriting your story, but you're writing it so that you can feel a shift in your spirit, man. And then when you feel that shift, you get excited about identifying those new feelings. You can say, God, I have my emotions under control. I can I can see myself bringing all of these emotions that have been running wild and just loose and rampant everywhere, all over the place. I'm bleeding all over everybody. You know, I... I don't have a, a coherent thought here or there about how I'm feeling about certain things. Well, when you see that, that new feeling taking place, that shift, then you'll be able to say, God, thank you that you're giving me the bands to bring my emotions back into a, uh, into a cohesive state of being where I can have some control over my emotions and my emotions are not controlling me. Okay, and so that's what you um, that you want to do. When you're rewriting uh, when you're journaling and you're rewriting, um, here's how you can identify when you have reached a milestone in your in your story. This is how you know. These are, I'm gonna give you a couple of things that you will know how you have reached a milestone uh, in your story, and that is you've one you've identified major decision points in your life, and that's what I talked when I mean about God help me to bring make it so clear that I, I won't miss it. See, because when it becomes clear to you, you will have some major decisions that you're going to have to make in life. See, when it becomes clear to you that uh, the the pattern that uh, that re- let's say let's use relationships, the relationship cycle that you've been going through every ha- year and a half, then the person walks out. It'll be you, you might discover that because you keep uh, selecting people who are uh, non-committed. 
You know, they can't make commitments. And so the decision that you have is, okay, God, the decision is I have to learn more about relationships. And I have to learn more about how to be discerning in the selection that I make, you know, and how to understand people and pay attention to verbiage and what they're saying and take a look at what their behavior patterns are like and not not just get excited because somebody finds me attractive or she finds me handsome and, you know, uh, they're paying me compliments about how good I am in my business or how good I am on my job. And I have to start hearing in between the lines so I can make a decision and say, yeah, um, you know, those compliments are good, but I'm, I'm recognizing something that, wouldn't, that will not be healthy for me. So my decision is I can't really date you or I can't be in a relationship you be, with you because event, it would turn out that this will eventually be unhealthy. Uh, for me. So that's uh, one of the milestones is when you realize that there are major decisions that you have to make in your life that will help you uh, to keep from being emotionally wounded, then you know you're on your journey to healing. Another one is um, uh, you've discovered repeating patterns in how you operate. And that just goes coincide with what I just said. And and then another one is your life looks different than you thought it did. And that's the place you want to get. You want to get. You want to move beyond uh, the wounded area and move into an area that you never thought would happen to you. And that is God. I never thought I would get past this hurt and see some joy, experience some joy in my life. I never thought that I would get past this. And that's the place you want to be. You want to get to a place where your life becomes something that you thought you never could attain or that you thought was so far off that it would just take you too long to get to that. So you've been trying to find some substitute journeys to take to try to speed it up or you try to push it in the back where you don't have to remember it or it doesn't replay itself as often. No, you want to process, go through the journey. Like I said, go through the pricking and the prying and the probing so that you can discover some things about yourself, so you can make decisions about how to manage your life better. And when you manage your life better, your life will change into um, something that you never thought was possible or that you thought was a far off. And then what happens is when you see your behavior change, or your thought pattern change, your lifestyle changes, your expectations change, your mindset changes, and you start getting excited about your life. And no one is a, is a better cheerleader for your life than you are. You are the best cheerleader that you, for your own life that, that you will ever have outside of God cheering for you. As when it comes to another human being on this earth, you are the best cheerleader for your own life. And so... When you are rewriting your script, when you are going through that journey, when you're journalizing and and you are uh, writing down everything uh, that you need to write down, be sure to take a moment and and have a uh, uh, the best way to say it is meditation time. Be sure that you take a moment where there's a stillness in your life. So don't be in a rush to do this. Let it work. Let the journey. Go through the process that it needs to go through. But while you're going on that process, on that journey, be sure to always include every day or however you um, uh, can uh, situate it where it is productive for you. Make sure that there's a time of meditation. Make sure that there's a stillness in your life where you are still before God, where you can meditate. You know, uh, the Word of God tells us um that we are to meditate on his laws day and night. You know, there are things that we need to do if we want to be successful. Um, I'm going to read. We all know this one. It comes from 
uh, Psalms chapter 1, uh, and it talks about, um, and let's just read it before we go. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, but delight in his law of but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. You have to get to a place where meditation is a part of your daily routine. Get to a place where you just still you still in the presence of God and you and, and you could just simply say, God, I just want to think about how far I've come on this journey. I just want to ponder it. I want to think about the goodness, uh, the good things I'm learning about myself. I want to be thankful that you're on this journey with me, that I'm not alone on this journey because you'll never, you said you'll never leave me nor forsake me. I just want to sit still in your presence and I just want to breathe and just take a moment just to relax and know that you are in control. Even if I don't say anything, I just want to meditate and, and meditate and begin to I uh, see in my mind my uh, emotional wholeness. I want to be able to visual to visualize my healing. I want to see myself excited about life. I want to see my side, myself. Um, uh, I want to see my emotional uh, healing. I want it in front of me, and that's what you want to do. You want to meditate, you know. So don't forget a moment of stillness in your day. Meditate. Uh, on the word of God and think about, sit and meditate and think about the successful journey that you're going to take on this uh, healing and control, bringing back your emotions so that you can gain control of your emotions and manage them better so that they won't manage you and be out of control. And so meditation is important. Uh, one thing I'm going to suggest to you in addition to meditation is take a personal retreat. Uh Take a personal, uh, what we call a personal um, prayer retreat or uh, a time with God. Set a time, set a time where you say, you know what, for the next eight hours, all day today, I'm going to go on an um, a emotional retreat and I'm going to do whatever I need to do uh, to make sure that I am processing this journey correctly. But the, all day today, I won't take any phone calls. I won't go anywhere. I'm just going to take this retreat. I'm going to meditate on the word of God. I'm going to sit silent. I'm going to sing unto the Lord. I'm going to write down the things I'm learning about myself. I'm just going to be excited. Take some time to just really process this journey. And that's the retreat that you want to take. And don't let anything distract you. Don't let anything get in the way of it. Don't let anything uh, uh, deter you from it. Let it be something that you do periodically every two or three months. You might say, I'm going to take a personal day. I'm going to take a Saturday if you're working, and I'm going to just go on a personal retreat and start this journey of healing so that I will not miss any valuable steps or moments in this journey. And that, that is how you rewrite your script, your emotional script. you got to put a plan in action, carry the plan out, document the plan, document the journey, change your thought life so that your heart can change, and then be excited about um, how God is going to change you. I want to thank you for joining me on tonight, those of you who are in the chat room and those of you who are also listening by uh, phone. I want to thank you. I want to encourage you on tomorrow night. We're going to be uh, dealing with uh, part three. So if you can, be sure to join us tomorrow night at 7 p.m. This is Minister Ginger London. I want to thank you. God bless you. And remember, being confident, be confident of this. He that began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. There is something good on the inside of you. Don't let 
wounded emotions rob you of the good thing that God has created in you. Have a wonderful and blessed evening. Good night.